0: What's up, everybody? It's Angelina Love, seven-time women's world champion, one half of the beautiful people, and you are listening to Toilet Side Talk. Have fun. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjohnners.com.
1: Marcus and welcome to another episode of Toilet Side Wrestling Talk. You're going to have to bear with me this week. I'm coming off a pretty nasty concussion and I have some amnesia symptoms, which means sometimes I have trouble finding words or I'll forget what I'm talking about in the middle of a conversation. So this should be really interesting today. My guest has worked for such promotions as New Wave Pro. New South 01 USA Pinfall Wrestling Association and I shared the ring with the likes of Eric Dillinger, Victor Analog, Arthur MacArthur, Ronald McDonald, Gary J, Jay, Jay Marston and I could go on. So, let's welcome today's guest, someone who I'm legit scared of, the true champion of the Midwest, Mad Dog Connolly. Hey, Mad
2: Dog. How's it going? Do you mind if I
1: call
2: you that? Uh, you can call it. Call me whatever you want. A lot oh, of people really? call me Mad Dog. Yeah, okay, yeah I. Cool. Uh, okay. My my name's Austin. Um, okay. And and, and uh, I know Paradigm still uses Austin Conley. There's not a whole lot of p- places that still use like uh, Austin Conley or like Mad yeah, Dog yeah. Austin Conley. It's usually just been Mad Dog Conley, which is totally fine. I'm cool with whatever. Okay. Um, I but yeah, no, even name-
1: address you by name, anyways. That's fine. You know, it's just the two of us talking. Right. Another question: How often do you do you gr- shave your beard? Or uh, June, uh, rather?
2: Uh, every every few months, um, just kind of depends on how I'm feeling. Um, a lot of the t- a lot of the time, I just kind of let it grow out. Um,
1: and then but, somebody say to you, "Hey, that looks gross," or you know, well,
2: there. Well, there's there's a lot of the time where uh, it's it's more of a More just a a nuisance rather than it Mm -hmm. being kind of gross. Um, cause like I, it's so, it gets so long and the mustache goes like over my mouth and everything. And whenever I'm eating and stuff, like the food gets actually stuck in there.
0: Yeah. And and
2: that, that becomes a problem. So I had, I, uh, for, for the public and, and the general worldly perception of myself, I, I have to, I have to trim it up.
1: Sure, sure. Did, um, how long would it take if you shaved down to the skin to grow back to what it is right now?
2: Where it is right now, uh, yeah. maybe like two three weeks.
1: Oh wow!
2: Yeah, did you come out of your
1: more. mom with a, a full head of hair, if you don't mind me
2: asking. Uh, I, I or a beard? I no, I don't. Well, I didn't come out with a beard. I mm-hmm. I maybe I came out with a hair. I'm not entirely sure. I I don't think I did. Um, okay. But my dad was my dad was really hairy, and my grandpa, my mom's side was really hairy. Um, like my George dad was
1: steel hairy. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Wow. Um, and my, my dad especially, um, he lost all of his hair on his head, and it just like grew everywhere else.
1: Oh wow! Like a like a wild like a wild garden, mm-hmm. a garden. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Enough about your hair. Um huh, no, I did have one more question about your hair. Does someone ever tell you though that I you know, I think you should should shave or clean yourself up? Or is this all just you you take care of it?
2: Uh yeah. I mean I I've had partners in the past tell me that I should cut my hair. Mm-hmm. My mom tells me I should cut well, my whole family tells me I should cut my hair a lot. Um have
1: they seen you wrestle?
2: Yes. I think
1: that's a big part of uh, of uh, Mad Dog Connolly.
2: Right, right.
1: Um, Okay, thank you very much for coming on. I I didn't. I totally forgot to say that. And I think I forgot to tell you when we were talking before before we recorded. Sometimes, also another thing that's been happening to me is that um, I'll be in a conversation and kind of forget what I'm talking about. Not. Always, just like this, since I got my concussion. So if I start, if it starts going in a weird way, just tell me, and I can correct myself back again. I'm, I, yeah, I don't no know. I don't know what's going to happen, but whatever. Um, have you ever had a concussion?
2: I've had several.
1: Several. Okay, so like, do you, does it slow you down?
2: Um, the last one I got did. Uh, it, it slowed me down for uh, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it slowed me down. It, recently my memory has gotten, uh, worse than it usually is. Oh, and, wow. uh, it's not become like a big problem, but, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that I get very spacey a lot easier. And, yeah. uh, there, there's like times where, uh, somebody's either talking about something and, and I forget or lose track of, uh, what the conversation was about, like you said. And, yeah, yeah. Um, or I just, see, it
1: starts and it goes.
2: It starts and it yeah,
1: goes. Yeah, that's what I've been noticing. And I uh, the, only te- the only thing I can compare it to the, like, the forgetting what I'm talking about during a conversation is if I've ever taken, like, ecstasy or MMA, uh, MDMA, you know, when I was younger, that would happen right? I'd be talking to someone and forget what we were even talking about in the conversation. Um, I oh just yeah don't feel I... all the other stuff with it okay good. I am so, a... are you you've had multiple are you concerned?
2: That's a big conversation uh,
1: yeah
2: yeah, um none of them have been like obviously none of them have been with with any type of like intention to get that concussion. Oh
1: sure. But it's, it's, it,
2: it, it just kind of comes with, uh, the nature of the business, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Um, Is that a
1: common thing? Like a common injury concussions?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's why it became such a problem whenever, uh, things like, uh, Chris Benoit's situation and, and all of that started coming up, uh, yeah. Dynamite Kid and all that, uh, Whenever of, uh, professional
1: football players like,
2: like yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: you know what I mean like... they, say they, they say that
2: uh, whenever athletes experience uh, more than like however many concussions or like gradually getting more concussions, you know it, ter- mm-hmm. it turns your brain into uh, that of like a, a dementia patient.
1: And that's the ironic thing. that's where I work. Like I, oh really? I work at a, yeah, I work at a memory care residence. I do all the activities oh, wow. and well being. So that's been that's been scaring me this past week too. Like, the, is it is this is this your first concussion? This is my first concussion. Yeah. Oh
2: wow. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, I had a little accident uh, last week. I slipped and hit my head uh, on a desk. Um, not gotcha. at work, but it's it was I, I, I during last week and I'd be forgetting stuff. I'm like, oh my god, this is what it's like. And then right. I decided that, like, I'm gonna tell my wife that if I ever need to go into a memory care residence, just blow my head off. And uh, a, I won't reanimate in case there's you know, a zombie thing. And b, right. I don't want to be there or make my family have to go there. For sure. I just went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Is your okay. is, you mentioned your mom um, and your dad? Do they have concern about concussions?
2: Um. Yes. Uh. Do you see a doctor every time you get one or do you kind of know what's going on? So it's a, it's, I'm very stubborn. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll answer the question about my parents first. Sure. Uh, I, so my mom gets super worried about me every time I do something stupid in wrestling. Um, I just had a no disqualification match against Jake Lander for uh zero one USA, uh, a couple months ago. And, uh, that was, that was a really bad concussion because, uh, there was a moment where the chairs started flying in the ring at the, all. All the fans in the building just started throwing the chairs in the ring at me. Uh, very, very, uh, cactus Jack, Terry Funk, ECW type of stuff.
1: For sure. And,
2: um, I didn't like, whenever I, I started hearing all the chairs coming in, uh, I'm like thinking to myself, like, this is awesome. And then the chairs keep coming. And then in my brain, I'm going, Oh Fuck. There's chairs coming directly for my head, and so uh, I was like trying to cover up. Yada yada yada. Uh, chair flew in directly at my forehead. You can kind of see the scar right up oh, there.
1: Oh God! Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and, and and busted me open the hard way. Oh uh, my gosh! And uh, did so- you know
1: right then that something's wrong? Like this feels different. Yeah. Than-
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, cause I've busted, I've gotten myself busted open a few times before. that Mm -hmm. as to why I've had so many concussions. Yeah, yeah, uh, this one was different because it was, uh, I felt the blood pouring and like literally flowing, like pouring down onto the mat, uh, while I was like turning over. And, uh, when I got up, it just like, like a faucet just dripping down my face. And I'm trying to, like, wipe it away, and it still just keeps coming and coming. Yeah. And I, there was a moment while I was sit, standing in there that it was, like, my vision was, like, all red, except for the borders that were white. And that was, like, one of the scariest times. And that's when I knew something was totally wrong. And uh, I got to the back, uh, and I almost passed out. But – uh, I told my mom about that. Well, I told my mom about that. She told me she she's never seen the pictures of videos from it because I posted them all, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, uh, she never, she never saw the pictures of videos or anything from it because she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to see any of that. Uh, she still gets really, really scared about what I'm doing a lot of the time. Uh, but, uh, I guess she trusts me. My dad, yeah, yeah. on the other hand, whenever he whenever i asked him if he saw it uh he told me he did and he asked me how how it felt after i did get busted open and after i saw all the blood um and then he told me if i would have that would have been me i would have just got pissed and i what <laughs> that is that's just kind of a tell as to where where everything kind of comes from
0: yeah okay so uh, yeah. yeah, that
2: cuz that, that didn't really slow me down any that kind of uh My instincts just kind of turned on, and it just went right for it.
1: When the fans are throwing the chairs into the ring, are they doing it like how, like, if there's a hat trick in hockey, or just kind of tosses their hat on? Or were people, like, aiming for you?
0: I don't know if
2: they were aiming for me. uh, Mostly because I was underneath of them. Um,
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: (laughs) But uh, it looks like – it looks a little of both – uh, some fans were were tossing them just in the ring. Uh, some of them were were tossing them directly at me. I even saw like when I watched the video back, I see the security guards and uh, uh, some of some of the like the ring crew even tossing them in, which was that's a whole other thing. But uh, there,
1: the, yeah, they, it was. It, it, were you, um, were they supposed to be doing that? The ring crew. <laughs> Uh, If you don't want to talk about that, we don't don't, have to. I don't think anybody
2: was supposed to be doing it. Uh,
1: Oh, really? It was just a spontaneous thing?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Had you ever
1: had that happen before?
2: Where fans just started throwing stuff in the ring like that? No. Yeah. No.
1: Now, after the fact, have you gone back and, and like, watched uh, the match and see where things turned?
2: Yeah. And that's always kind of, like sort of triggering for me because mm-hmm. I, I still vividly remember what it was like underneath all of those chairs. And it was, it was, it was really intense. Cause like you're like stuck underneath all of this steel and like, no matter how, how much people want to say wrestling is fake or all that, those chairs are all very real steel chairs that they just yeah. had in the venue. Um, but like I I tried to shield myself in my head as best as I could and like I feel them like clanging against the chair on top of me and like just hearing it all and like feeling it all the vibrations on my hand. And my hands are already fucked up because I had uh-huh. punched another chair before that.
1: Oh
2: uh, Jeez. And, and
1: uh Were you out of yeah, chair the- for a while?
2: No, I think I I wrestled Gary J. That match with the highlights he posted. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I wrestled that match the next week.
1: Oh really? Yeah. That, wow, that's crazy. Yeah,
2: okay. yeah it is.
1: <laughs> and now, like, does he go easy? Like, does he go easier on you? You know, than he normally would, even though it doesn't look like you know, it didn't look like it, but um, does he try and like not taste make you know make you take headshots?
2: Uh, little bit. Uh, I mean, I was trying to protect myself more so. Okay. Rather, uh, and still really did nothing. You could see the cut open back up, and uh, we still ended up on the stage.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy! All right, I we're gonna get towards wrestling again. I just had a, a question: the 420 in your Twitter and Instagram handles does that mean what I think it means?
2: Well, it means a couple of things. Okay. Uh, one, that, that's my birthday. I'm, I was born on uh, April 20th, 1996. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I'm a double tourist. Uh, yeah, Sagittarius rising. Um, huh. And uh, I also love marijuana.
1: Okay. Okay. This yeah, I yeah, want to ask you. So do I. It's my favorite hobby. Where do, you, where do you live?
2: I live in Springfield, Illinois.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm in Champagne or Savoy, but okay. right next to Champagne. So we both have Got the it. same. It's legal. Yeah, yeah. You, how long have you been uh, smoking for? If you can remember. I, I, have, I have a
2: long history with it. I smoked my first blunt when I was nine years old. <gasps> uh, and Were you high? no, no, I thought I was high and I wanted to impress my friends, right? So I, I oh, acted nice. a, acted like I was high. And uh, was was giggly all that? I ran into a wall because I thought that was what you did when you were high. Uh, oh it was it was very silly. So um, on,
1: that was that's a pretty young age. How did you were did you were you smoking with older kids?
2: Uh, I had a babysitter that okay. uh, that had brought <laughs> it over uh oh. one one night, and uh he I I was a very curious kid. Very curious kid. Uh, a lot of the time to my detriment. Uh And, uh, he brought it over. I think my mom told him that he could, like, smoke it in the basement if he wanted to, but, like, to keep it away from us. Yeah. And, uh, I just kept bugging him about it until he let me hit it. And, lo and behold, I, uh, took a little break in middle school because I thought I was, I thought weed was dumb. I didn't want to smoke weed anymore. Yeah. Picked it back up in high school. And then and then officially like got full steam with it when I was in college and uh, now it's more of an everyday thing. <laughs>
1: you know, you remember the time where like you had to find someone who had some, you know, like, like yeah. that part, like the search for like you know your if your dealer has it or it's dry on campus or whatever. Oh man. Um, yeah. It's so weird now that it's as legal as going to pick up a six pack of beer. Or, you know.
2: Yeah. It's do you since
1: you you've uh, had this hobby for for some quite some time now? As if I do you get high anymore? Yeah, I do. Um, but you still I think get.
2: It's it's different now. It's okay. different now. I think I, I think I'm so used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely still tell the difference uh, lately because I I've been like cutting down just like a smidge. I don't. It's not like an all day thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more so in the like. Evenings, uh, after I do what I gotta do during the day and, uh, but like, I, I definitely feel my brain slowed down when, when, when I'm, when I'm stoned and, yeah, yeah. Um, when, when I'm, when I'm sober, I am a very hyper maniac of sorts. And, okay. uh, so sometimes it's a little harder to handle than others. So, but,
1: did your uh, parents like
2: ever you know, catch you in high? Yeah, yeah. And what, uh, what was, what's their re- what was their reaction? Well, my dad's a big stoner, so oh, he okay. never. Really, oh. he, yeah, he never really. I think so. Me and my dad actually reconnected via weed because we both smoked. But so okay. that was that was, that was cool. Um, my mom oh. has always hated weed when I was growing up. Uh, she, she would always tell me that it's called dope for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, uh, all through, all throughout high school and stuff, I always hid it from her. Uh, yeah. college, I tried my best to hide it from her. Eventually I had to like move back down for the summer and stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. she, she eventually caught me because I went on a tour with one of my bands to, uh, somewhere on the East coast. Came yeah. back with this huge jar. Oh, I'm sorry, it was down to Florida, but I came back with this huge jar of weed that I got from somebody in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh-huh. And uh, it was just all all this just shake. And uh, I had it in my room, and uh, I was smoking it in the bathroom uh, with the shower on, with the windows open, all the all the shit. <laughs> had a fucking uh, little toilet paper thing with the with the dryer sheet on it, you oh, know. Oh. Totally. Um, and uh my mom still called me uh oh, really? yeah yeah yeah. i went through all of it still fucking uh and and i think after that i got into i got into it with her and uh she she didn't tell me i had to do anything with it but uh my partner at the time told me that i had to flush it so i flushed it all down the drain i think i still had like Whole quarter left. It was. Oh, I was so upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must have been very
1: but even like a funeral.
2: Yeah, but I, I, I live in my own apartment now. Uh, nice. And, uh,
1: new sheriff. Yeah.
2: Mom. My, my mom knows that I smoke. She's very aware of it. She's accepting of it. She yeah. still doesn't like it, but I, I'm able to at least sit around her and enjoy like a hitter or two while she's does
1: there. She, does your mom drink alcohol?
2: She likes a glass of wine every now and then. Okay, so but, but, so
1: there's there's nothing really she can say. Yeah. At this point. Like. Yeah. No. Um, exactly. Are there a lot of dispensaries in Springfield?
2: How many do we have right now? We got two Maribus uh, uh, stores, and then I think we have two Ascends. I think there, I think there's four right now. four oh, dispensaries. Wow. Did, yeah. uh,
1: did you ever have a medical card prior to – No, begin-
2: no. I wanted to apply for one, but mm-hmm. I got oh, real overwhelmed with the paperwork. And like a lot of the medical stuff – like I have health insurance through the state, uh-huh. but a lot of that medical stuff is like very – like I get overwhelmed and I kind of just give up on it.
1: Sure, sure. I'm telling you, though, like I did I it. It's so, it's half the price. It's crazy. Like,
2: how oh, much wow. cheaper it's it half? is. I mean,
1: oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll be just conservative 40% uh, less. It's unbelievable. So, like, bad. something that I would get for 50 bucks is 80 you know, uh, recreational, medical is right. 50. So, like, uh, you know, like the little disposable pens are like $30 um, as opposed to like 60. Anyways, okay. Where did you did you grow up in Springfield? Born and raised, yeah. Oh, really? Were you did you know uh, Anakin Murphy when you were growing
2: up? Uh, Not when I was growing up. I met Anakin Murphy. Uh, he came through Springfield uh, to go to my my home fed PWA. Uh, okay. He would come he would come to shows here, uh, and I start I started back in late twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started, I saw him as a fan and, oh, uh,
0: okay
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And would like see him like post about like his backyard wrestling. And, mm-hmm. uh, we would, we, I'd, I'd, I'd like talk to him every now and then he would come to shows to see me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one of the first shows I wrestled was in Shelbyville, Illinois for 401 USA. Okay. And him, uh, Robert Leach and Jacques Kennedy uh all came as fans to okay. uh come, to come see me in this little small town park hot as fuck <laughs> and 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 uh I think I think Anakin was wearing uh one of my shirts, if not at least all three of them. But uh really oh, Yeah yeah that feel uh, good? It, it it's really cool uh because like I remember Anakin then and uh we, we would ride together, uh, we, we trained, uh, down in St. Louis, uh, when, when Michael Elgin was still relevant. Rest in yeah. peace. Fucking, uh, he, uh, we would go down there to train back in like middle of 2019 and, um, early, early to middle of 2019. And we would ride down there a lot together and, uh, we would, uh, just like have so many like days that and that's how we got close, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool to think about like how our friendships come from like then to when he was a fan to mm-hmm. now we see each other almost every week.
1: Did um did, so so he didn't grow up in Springfield, did he?
2: No, he's from Jacksonville,
1: Illinois. That's right. That's right. Um, did you um have
2: any siblings? I have uh, an older brother and a, and a younger brother. What's the um,
1: the difference? Older my older brother
2: is about uh, my older brother is about nine years older. Uh, okay. My little brother is actually uh, born a a year after me, but on the same day. So st- no also four point. Yeah.
1: Oh wow! So your mom had a tough two years you know, with your yeah. body and everything. my,
2: my, my mom has. Had a, a a rough life in general. Bless your heart.
1: Did is uh, are are your parents still together?
2: Uh, not technically. Do they live not together? Le- not legally. Yes, they do.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Dude, but they so they're they're not like together, but they're living under the same. Oh, who knows? Okay, yeah, not you got business. your own place now. Yeah, not my business. You got your own worries. Um, were you close with your older brother or was that difficult because of the age difference?
2: Uh, it was a little difficult. Um, I think he uh, I think he saw me as a little kid and like he was in high school and middle school a lot of the time uh, yeah. whenever. I, And like he graduated and then went to uh, the army and, and basic training almost pretty much immediately. Uh-huh. And uh, so he, he was gone. And, uh, like he had a life, you know, he had a social life. He was in high school. Um, so I didn't really like get a super connected relationship with him when I was a kid. Um, we're, we're, I I like to feel like we're a lot closer now. Like, um, I watch his kids. I, and there for family stuff that he puts on. Oh, okay. Where we 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 talk more now than we when we did when I was a kid. Yeah, which
1: makes sense. Like what? I mean, what does a eighteen year old and a nine year old really have in common? Yeah. Well, right. in your case, it would have been pot. Um, you know, since you started it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think he knew about that at that point, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sure. What was uh What was like the neighborhood you grew up in like?
2: So I, I grew up on the north end of Springfield and, um, we, they, it was always called, we, everybody on the north end of Springfield is called a newt, which stands for north end white trash. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, That's so mean. it's, I mean, it's pretty true. I, I, re- I remember my older brother had a keychain, uh, that, that said newt, uh, for that, which is so funny. I wish I, I wish I had it.
1: It, do you consider it, like, offensive, or do you think it's more funny? I think it's
2: funny. I think it's funny okay. as fuck. Uh, <laughs> I, just because I agree. And, like, there are a lot of people from Springfield have a lot of problems with, like, there's there's bad neighborhoods wherever you go, right? Sure. And sure. I think that, like, no matter what part of town you're on, you're going to find somewhere that you're not going to like or that you're going to feel unsafe. Um. Sure a lot of people say it's the east side of springfield a lot of people say it's the south side of springfield in my opinion the north side is so unnecessarily violent and aggressive that like i i don't find most people on the north side pleasant at all really and and uh like we had some we had neighbors that that would try and and just start shit randomly uh when i was a kid and uh whole bunch of other stuff. It was, it was real rough. And like, if you, if you were to like drive through my, my neighborhood that I grew up in now, my house that I grew up in is completely gone. Uh, they put a new house on that lot. And, uh, there's, there's also, there's so many other like real old and like worn down houses on that block now too. And, uh, there's baseball diamonds down the road that are like grow grasses grown over, uh the playground that I used to play on when I was a kid is all rust. It, it's it's pretty rough now.
1: Do so um, they just are they just letting it go?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: I oh, think so. Yeah that's kinda sad. Like did you have fun in your neighborhood when you were like a little kid?
2: Uh yeah, I I think so every now and then. We had a big yard, uh big house and uh there was like it was an old house. It was about a hundred year old house. Oh wow and um, I remember, uh, a lot of the time we would run around the, the yard in the back, uh, or like ride our bikes down the street and stuff. And I remember like when it would rain super hard, we had these really like deep ditches in the front yard that, uh, we would like go swimming in. Uh,
1: oh, cause they filled up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, or, uh, we had this big hill, uh, near the front yard behind these hedges. Uh-huh. Uh, when it would rain super hard that we would just like slide down and stuff.
0: Oh. Cool. And uh
2: and yeah. We I also have like a, a in bunch the of animals grow- huh.
1: I imagine they're sledding on that same thing in the winter. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I was like small enough for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So not like not this past winter. Um, no. no. Yeah, <laughs> did uh, how would like your friends and family describe like a, a 10-year-old Austin?
2: Uh, a 10-year-old Austin. Um.
1: Like, were you, like, did you, were you outgoing or
2: more I was pretty shy? shy? I was pretty shy. I was pretty sensitive. I was also very aggressive, um, depending on the person. I was an asshole to my little brother.
1: Uh. Have you guys cleared the air since? For the most part, I think.
2: Um. Okay. I. I'm not entirely sure, but, uh, I was definitely a bit of a dick. Uh, Uh, I
1: like after the fact, like,
2: um, I don't know. I think, I think it's, I think, I think it's a matter of like, not necessarily getting or at least feeling like I got a sense of a type of attention that like, I felt like I was like craving, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And so I was like trying to act out to like s- find it, I guess, in a way. hmm Um. But yeah, um, I did a lot of sh- dumb shit when I was a kid. Uh, any
1: any run-ins with the law?
2: No, thank God. Oh, Not it it didn't it didn't really ever get that bad. Okay. I, I had I had some run-ins with like the principal's office, but that was like the extent of it.
1: Okay. So would, would the, the Austin now, would, would Austin have now hung out with Austin of back
2: then? Oh, but the 10 year old Austin? Yeah, uh, yeah. I would hope that the Austin now would try to guide the 10 year old Austin yeah, in a better right. direction. I think that, and especially, especially in this last year, I think that, uh, a really important realization for, for myself is that, uh, I am trying to like, I, I want to be the person that I wish I had when I was a kid. You know what I mean?
1: And what is that person?
2: Uh, someone who is level-headed, uh, and doesn't let their emotional reactions get the best of them. Oh, right? Okay. Because we all, we, we all, we all feel things that are very intense
0: yeah.
2: and are very, uh, very aggressive in a way. Okay. Um, and, and I've been, surrounded by violence and aggression and hostility my whole life
0: prior, and, to, uh,
2: wrestling. prior to wrestling. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I think that if I would have had uh, somebody to show me how to uh, take myself away from a situation without letting it uh, f- overwhelm me in a way, sure. I, th- I think that would have been really helpful.
1: Did you have anyone growing up that you could like vent to that you trusted?
2: Some people, um, Some people. but I don't I think that I think those were mostly uh, like friends from school and like when you when you get older and stuff you start to realize that those friends just kind of come and go, which yeah, is fine. Yeah. But uh, I never really, I never really had any like other other than like my mom and stuff. Mm -hmm. I never really had any like super solid like role models, I guess, in my Mm -hmm. life, or like older figures in my life that I felt like I could talk to in that way. Mm -hmm. And I would still get like kind of scared to talk to my mom in that way.
1: Did you um? Not to get uh. Somber, did you ever like consider like a therapist or anything like that?
2: Yeah, actually. Um, so I it's actually funny because when I was in high school, I've I i i am pretty public about this. Mm-hmm. Um I, I have a long history with self-harm. And okay. uh yeah, when I like when I was in uh middle school, high school, even a little bit before that, I was like partaking in it and like doing things that were very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And um were you aware I, that
1: they were unhealthy in the moment? Yeah, but I didn't care.
0: Yeah.
2: You know what I
1: mean?
2: and uh I would I and like I think this is it was all just sort of like that again, seeking out that attention that I feel mm-hmm. that I felt like I wasn't getting, but I was craving. And uh I eventually my mom found out and uh she she flipped out and uh she, she would, uh, like offer to like take me to, uh, like, <clears throat> like a facility somewhere to where I could get help.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, not necessarily a therapist, but like an, an inpatient sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I, I, and, I, I did an inpatient thing as well. Go on.
2: Um, but I did, I didn't because it was kind of. In that moment, it was posed as more of like, uh, if you don't stop, you're going to go here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. when like it, in my opinion, it should be seen as like, I really want to help you. I think this would benefit you. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not saying that like my mom's wrong for doing that or anything. No, it's just no. kind of it is, it's just that emotion of like, Oh, I see my my child doing this. How do I get him to stop? Mm-hmm. But uh, she's scared.
1: I'm sure. You know what I mean. Yeah, like, and it's hard yeah. to like. Nothing prepares you to deal with that with your child.
2: Right. Um. But when I was 18 and I finally went to college, I uh, I started self harming again, and yeah, I uh, guess. I I had a friend suggest to me the uh, on campus counselors. Okay. Who uh, were free, completely free, because I had the uh, health insurance that the college had given me, um, and I I could see them weekly, and that was beautiful. We can't. I don't think I've seen uh therapist weekly since.
1: Oh
0: wow. Um, and
2: uh, would you, would you but be
1: I, the same I, person?
2: I, what? Would you see the same
1: therapist regularly when you were in college?
2: Yeah, yeah, when I when I was in college, it was like the first couple semesters that I would that I would see her and it would be every week. We would just talk and talk. And like sometimes we would schedule out a couple of weeks, but like that was my first real therapist like experience.
0: Yeah, and yeah.
2: And it, it it really benefited me. I got on medication for the first time at, at 18 oh. and oh, nice. uh, that was that was my first uh, diagno- diagnosis with uh Uh, They called it chronic depression or chronic anxiety. It was chronic something, but it was depression and anxiety just generally. Yeah. And and that was that that helped me out a lot Um, and and really like kind of set the stage for for later on.
1: Now, you were saying um, you you got you started doing self-harm again in college. Did others, you know, you're meeting new people and everything. Was it something that you had to hide from them?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, was that,
1: like stressful. Like, had
2: it- yeah, especially, uh, when I would like be in class and stuff, I wore long sleeves a lot, wore pants a lot. Um, I, I would use my hair to cover things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, yeah, but oh, yeah, what wasn't ever really a deterrent though. I don't know. I was a very, I was a very silly kid very silly kid.
1: How were you as a student?
2: Um, my later years in high school, I, I I was pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. my first two years of high school were garbage and I don't, I don't really know why I did. I don't, I think that's when like I started having a lot of, uh, like big depressive episodes that I didn't really like understand. Mm Um, I, uh, but I had my first real relationship at 16 and uh, I think that like set me on a real good path for a little bit um, because I was getting on a roll, almost straight A's wow. for a little bit. And uh, I graduated from, it was, when I was about 15, 16, I think I might have had a 2.9. I graduated with uh, like maybe a 3.4 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, it was, I did pretty good, like, ending up there. And I would, like, uh, assist for, uh, uh, I did German all four years, so I did TAing for, uh, honors German courses, uh, wow. honors physics, all this stuff. And, uh, then I went to college, and, like, my first couple semesters were great.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, out of that first relationship, mm-hmm. uh, we broke up, and, I like the therapy was helping, the medication was helping, and then I stopped taking the medication, started smoking more weed. Okay. And then everything started to like snowball. College got worse and worse. I moved off of campus, uh-huh. started having less and less motivation to actually go to class and uh then yeah. And then I just does, your, thought, does your
1: family know this is happening while it's happening?
2: Uh yeah, I I I didn't tell them in the moment, but I definitely uh, told them after the fact. Sure, sure, um, sure. But I ended up dropping out. is that my third year? I think that was my third year. I don't okay. really remember how many credits I had left, but it was uh, it was my junior year that I that I dropped out of college.
1: And what? Let me back up a second. When did oh, yeah. when did you when did pro wrestling first come into the picture in your life?
2: Uh. So I started watching wrestling around three or four years old. My older brother was really into it. My, okay. a lot of my family, my, a lot of my family's actually really into it. Um, my grandpa, my mom's side was, uh, my aunt, uh, who lived with us when I was older, uh, would always go to the shows in Chicago back in like the 50s and 60s, a little bit in the 70s mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Wendy City wrestling, all that stuff. Um, and so
1: family interested in, Adopting a forty-six-year-old man, boy?
2: Uh, probably not. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> okay, whatever,
1: whatever. I'll I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think you would want it. But oh, okay. Used uh, to watch wrestling with you. great. Um like, do you have memories of watching wrestling with your grandfather?
2: No, my grandpa died before I was born. Oh, okay. And uh, then, um, like my my mom was my my aunt my. Me and my aunt, uh, when she got older and she was living with my mom, uh, we'd always have conversations about uh, like old Chicago wrestling and stuff. We would talk about the older guys because I would get cause I was wrestling and I was getting more into the history of it, and we would always talk about like uh, Luthez or uh, George the Animal Steel and, and just stuff like that. Um, did did um did,
1: when did you know that it was like I'm gonna do that one day? Like was it was it early on when you were young or?
2: Yeah. I would, I would say, I don't think I actually recognized it as like something I was going to do, Mm -hmm. but I was doing, I was, I was, I was backyard wrestling at like, uh, probably about seven or eight. I was going, I was going to indie shows around here, probably around the same age.
1: And your older brother?
2: No, I had a friend that lived across the street. Uh, he, his name was Caleb and like I would stay over, watch all, all the wrestling stuff he got me into TNA at, at a super young age. Oh, uh, awesome. uh, I learned about AJ Styles before anybody knew who AJ Styles was. Right. Um, and, uh, fucking, I like would watch pay-per-views and stuff. And like, I had all the action figures. I had five different gimmicks when I was a backyard wrestler. And, uh, whenever I, whenever I would stay over at his house and we would do all this stuff, wrestle on <laughs> the trampoline and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, we would always go to uh, a show on Saturday night, and then the day after, he would make me go to church. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Were you so, a religious up to that point?
2: Uh, my family is. Okay. I'm not. I, I've never okay. really been religious. Uh, it's yeah. more just been like a... a doing something to make somebody happy sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I always tell my kids, we're not religious. I say, just be a good person. Treat people. well, yeah, Mind your own yeah. business. <laughs> like that kind of. Thing. Did, did, um, did, was wrestling like a, um, as for a career in your mind when you were in college at all, had, had it gotten to No,
2: point actually. Uh, so, well, I was, I was, I loved wrestling. My brother got me into it when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Because he always had like raw on whenever the attitude era was going on. Yeah, and uh, so like one of my biggest memories is Stone Cold on the beer truck, uh, spraying down all the people yeah, in the ring, yeah. ring. And, uh, and so like fast forward through all these indie shows that I would go to, all this trampoline backyard wrestling I would do, uh, I stopped watching it probably when I got into middle school around that time because I didn't really like, it was, it was that fake stuff. And I was like not I, I didn't think it was cool anymore basically. Yeah. And uh I uh took some time off. I started focusing on music, uh right. really, and um all throughout uh high school and middle school, I was learning how to play guitar and sing yeah. and, and uh write music. And oh, so wow. about fifteen, sixteen I started joining bands and uh playing around here at a venue called the black sheep cafe and uh i spent a lot of time i would say up until 19 or 20 years old uh really trying to take that seriously not really seriously but like trying to pursue that to some extent because i don't think i ever saw that as like a money-making career
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: um I went on tours uh all throughout the east coast and like some of the south um Are those bit good north memories too.
1: like were those fun times
2: yeah those were those were really fun times those were really stressful times because it was uh-huh. uh 5 to 6 people all jammed in a trailblazer uh for hours on end uh uh-huh. to get to a basement show filled with maybe 30 people maybe, mm-hmm. uh, 30, 40 people, uh, to play for 20 to 30 minutes. Maybe that. I don't know if our set was that long.
1: Oh, really? Did you, did I, like, would you get paid for that?
2: Yeah, yeah, we would get paid. And we, we had merch that we were selling and stuff too because that's how we got along. And mm-hmm. the the drummer of the band Mario, he was like a math major, and so he would always like keep track of the expenses and stuff, oh, and like wow. make sure that we were all good, yeah. Nice. And um, so I did that for a while, and probably when I was about nineteen or twenty, sitting in col sitting in my college townhouse, uh, on my laptop, I come across uh, I think it was Botchamania. I think right. it was either Bacha Mania or it was just some random attitude era video from the, the from the WWE YouTube mm-hmm. and uh from there it was just like I I got sent in a whole like uh rabbit hole you know okay. and uh that I always I always say that that Bacha Mania is what got me back into wrestling and and I think that if it wasn't for those videos, I think mm-hmm. that, I think I would have still got back into it. I don't know if I would have gotten back into it as much as I did. Because that's what introduced me to kind of like indie wrestling and like different things other than WWE, you know? Yeah, because they wouldn't yeah. the show WWE. And, uh, I, uh.
1: Had you ever sorry. been to a WWE, like a house show or a, you know? Yeah. Or- yeah I went back
2: in like uh I want to say it was either two thousand five or two thousand six mm-hmm. uh, when they came through Springfield and I remember oh. making a sign uh because I fucking hated triple h right <laughs> and uh I remember making a sign that said specifically uh the game is over, <laughs> which is very funny because it's actually it's it's true he is very over oh, yeah um, yeah. But I thought it was uh, a stab at him, anyways. Uh, but I would, I would. Uh, oh, and then on the other side, I think it said like uh, Stone Cold or Awesome Three Sixteen or something like that. But uh-huh. he wasn't even there. It was two thousand five, two thousand six. Oh, this so totally. Yeah, hell no, he wouldn't fucking be there. But I was a kid and I didn't know any better. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's
0: all
2: right. Um, Who took you? That was either my uncle or my. Mom? I don't think it was my dad, but it, it was one of those two.
0: Uh-huh.
2: I, remember, I remember that for sure. And uh, I don't, I don't even remember like the house show at all. But I remember sitting uh, in the stands and, and just like the ring sitting in there mm-hmm. uh, and everything, and all the people and how small they looked from from yeah, those yeah. stands. Um,
1: if WWE I mean, came through Springfield now, would you go to a show?
2: I have before. I went one year a couple of years ago for for my birthday because uh-huh. uh, my partner at the time got me tickets oh. and uh, it was it was fun. It was a fun time. It's I don't get to stand sit as a fan for for shows very yeah, very often anymore. Ask you. Um, Is it
1: more like studying than enjoying a? Yeah. Match?
2: Oh man, I it's it's very hard for me to like take myself out of it nowadays because it's all it's all just me like picking apart everything Mm -hmm. and uh there's there's sometimes there's sometimes where I can like sit back and like just enjoy something for what it is yeah Uh, but it's definitely a lot more difficult than it used to be
1: okay so you 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 dropped out of college you were living off campus Mm-hmm. When does the first seed of yeah, maybe I'll uh turn my hand to pro wrestling. When does when does that begin?
2: So I moved back to Springfield. I, I was I went to college in Bloomington, Illinois, and I moved oh. back to Springfield in uh twenty sixteen. I wanna say okay. it was twenty sixteen. And uh about somewhere near the end of the year, there is a dude that I'm working with that uh tells me uh, because he knows I'm into wrestling,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, I'm, how I, you I as a bigger... far as,
1: At that time, how were you as far as physically, like in shape or non-shape? Like, did you exercise?
2: Completely out of shape. I tried to exercise, never took it seriously, never like did anything with it. I've ne- I never lifted a weight in my life. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Okay, go on, uh, go on. Um. And. Uh, but at the end of 2016, I had a goal that I told myself that I wanted to, like, get a membership, at Planet fitness, and lose all this weight and stuff. Because I was about 235 with no real muscle mass at all.
1: Okay. And uh,
2: I was told by my friend at the, at the print shop that I was working at that uh, there was this school out in Auburn, Illinois, which is about 30 minutes south of Springfield. Okay, and uh, that's where my home fed PWA, uh, where they were running their academy at the time, um, said that it was being run by this dude that he knows, uh, Danny Erdly, Spotlight Spencer Powers, who is a dude that I would watch as a kid at the indie shows.
0: Oh, wow. And,
2: and that uh, it wasn't true. Danny wasn't running it, but uh, mm-hmm. he, was, he was like one of the dudes that would wrestle for that company. Okay. And uh, uh, Guy Smith, uh, he was the actual head trainer. He's another guy that I used to watch and remembered vividly from when I was a kid. Oh wow!
1: Um Did you tell and them? That?
2: Yeah, no, I told them all that Whenever I first started, they were so like, I th- I think they still get like taken taken back by it a little bit because like that was so long ago. That was at yeah, least yeah. that was almost almost 20 years ago now that's oh wow pretty, that's pretty fucked wow. up yeah. anyways uh and uh so i walk in my first day uh or i'm sorry i'm getting ahead of myself i was told that i took most of 2017 to like put it on the back burner and like uh-huh. get in shape and all this stuff i was gonna to, go into the gym a little bit more watching what i ate a little bit more um and then me and my partner at the time we broke up I moved back to my mom's house and uh, I was just like sitting in my room thinking about it like, man, because I, I had made a list and I still have it somewhere. I think
0: mm-hmm. of
2: like pro wrestling schools all throughout the country because I didn't really like take PWA very seriously, which is uh-huh. very serious, very si- silly now that I'm where I'm sure. at now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't take it very seriously. And so whenever I uh whenever I uh was thinking about being a wrestler, like for real, I, I made this list of schools all around the country and then screen printing shops because that was like the real real shoot career that I was working uh-huh. with um, uh near those schools that okay. I could apply to. And um, I Never followed through with any of those schools. That that was all just some big dream. And then one day I'm just sitting in my in my room and I'm like, man, if I'm gonna do this, I just gotta fucking do it. Uh-huh. And I I messaged them. Uh, I don't remember when I messaged them, but I messaged them saying that I was interested in coming down, and and trying it out. And they told me what time, how much, and all this stuff. And so I did it. Is it expensive? I don't even remember how much I paid for that for that uh, for those first few months. To be honest,
0: uh-huh. I
2: think it, I think it was about sixty a month. If I'm pretty sure, okay. if, I'm, if I'm correct, it wasn't too bad. But I think mm. there was a down payment that I'm forgetting about.
1: Okay. Um,
2: but uh, I signed I signed a contract. Uh, stating that I will help set up for all their shows, tear down for all their shows, uh, and we even set up tear tore down for training.
1: Oh, uh, really?
2: Yeah, because that was the same ring they were using.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Is that what it's and, called? Like all like the 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 new like trainees have to do that yeah, kind of stuff.
2: Okay. Yeah, there were there were about uh two others other than other than myself.
1: Got it. There was uh.
2: IJ Sweet, who still, still mm-hmm. wrestles, uh and then Merrick Kincaid, who uh is one of my best friends.
1: Oh cool. And
2: uh I uh started I think it was September thirteenth, twenty seventeen. I might be wrong on that day. Had but you ever it was been in like in a real
1: wrestling like a real pro wrestling ring at that. Yes.
2: Yeah. So when I was a kid going to, to those indie shows, right, yeah, oh, okay. uh, my, friend, my, friend, my friend who brought me, uh, his cousin was, was a manager for uh, New Midwest Wrestling was the company. Okay. And uh, his cousin was uh, Philip H. Dempsey, Ph.D. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, one, one show, I just re- I just remember, I wanted to get in the ring super bad. So I had uh, Caleb Basque's his cousin, and we got in the ring. And it was the fucking craziest shit of my whole life. And, God uh, and now, now that same ring is in the backyard of one of my trainees. And that oh, is, really? yeah, that is the craziest fucking thing I've ever, I just thought, I just realized that. Wow. Yeah. Does one of my just, trainees. Does,
1: does it stay set up like all the time?
2: Oh, I have no idea about that. But, oh, okay. Uh, okay. It, his, uh, uncle, uh, took it and, uh, set it up in in their backyard and I think that's it's somewhere near here. I don't remember though.
1: Yeah, find out. I'll drive down in the <laughs> middle of the night obviously and do it. Um so do you do you have like when you when you get there and you like come for your first day of formal training do you have like a mentor or somebody that you can like get feedback from
2: Like, what do you mean?
1: Like, you know, you're starting training, but, like, how am I doing? Like, am I doing stuff incorrectly? Do you have somebody who's already, you know, is a professional wrestler says, no, you got to do this, do this, teach you, like, tricks?
2: You mean, like, after I graduated training? Yeah, yeah. Or, like,
1: Um, no, more, like, through training, someone that you could ask questions to. Or is that your trainer?
2: that would be my, that would be guy that would be guy smith for sure okay. uh but there was everybody in that locker room that would that would try to take care of me my first oh. match was against casey jackson another uh-huh. dude that i watched wrestling whenever i was growing up uh and uh
0: do you remember yeah, your
2: first uh, match that i wrestled uh-huh uh yeah it was a gauntlet championship well it wasn't a championship match uh it was a gauntlet match against casey jackson Uh, for PWA back in March, February of, I was, I think it was February of
1: 2018.
2: Okay. Um, I, I was a henchman in in another gauntlet, uh, back in December of 2017.
1: Okay. Um,
2: but wasn't officially graduated or Uh whatever. I, I officially graduated after four months because the academy closed down. But.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: so then you did go find somewhere else?
2: I did after about a year of not. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I just kind of learned on the, on the road and Mm -hmm. it was like on the job training and, uh, just kind of trying to like, I remember one of the first shows I ever did, Bob Holly was there and he, he told me the biggest piece of advice that he could give me was to work on my character development. And so I didn't like necessarily put too much focus on my in-ring work and, uh, put a lot more focus on like who I was as a character. Back then I was handsome Dan Liplock, So I was just like this big fucking grease ball and I was trying to like work on that and like trying to, uh, Find who I was as that character, rather did than like
1: that Uh, like would you depends. rather return to that character?
0: Hmm.
2: Maybe for the right price, but okay. it would definitely be yeah, so for the right price. That answer's
0: um, question.
2: Uh. Years removed from it. Um. Mm-hmm. I I had I did have a lot of fun, a lot of the time. Um, but there was also a lot of the time where I just felt gross about myself. It was hard for me to get into that character. It was hard for me to, to find who it was and who mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be because it was all in all just a ripoff of like, like a Rick Rude or uh-huh. like a Joey Ryan even, you know? It sure. was like, uh, just something more rather who, who I, Wanted to be as like a joke, you know, because it wasn't ever like a serious thing.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: Um, but how, how I, I your... don't. Go on. Go, go on.
1: on. I was gonna say, how is your mental health at this point?
2: Uh, not the best. That's for sure. Okay. I
1: Do was people, running myself pretty. People know that, or
2: I feel like they could tell. I don't think that any, I don't remember anybody really saying anything about it though. Okay.
0: Uh,
2: but like I was in and out of therapy. Uh, when I first started going to, uh, going to wrestling school, or I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm getting my times mixed up. Uh, but I was, I was working a lot. I was training, uh, in the gym a lot. And, uh, I, I was in a really toxic relationship,
0: mm-hmm. so it
2: was all just kind of wearing on me. And all, on top of all that, uh, like at the peak of, of whatever Dan Liplock was, mm-hmm. I was driving down to the St. Louis at least like, at least once a week, every week, if not twice a week, if not maybe three times. Oh wow. You know, and uh, it was that, all of that, just everything together, it was, it was a pretty, pretty tough situation, but
1: uh. Was there- ever a moment where things like
2: exploded e- yeah i'm not entirely sure if, if exploded is a word for it but it was okay. just it, it was just kind of like a, a, a gradual like i don't know if i can fucking do this anymore you know uh-huh. like it, the the act is getting tired i was getting tired of it And uh, it was it was just finally time to put it to rest. So did
1: you have something? I mean, did you have something in place that you've been thinking about, or just like, all right, I got, I want to retire this, you know, Dan Liplock, and move on to something else. Did you have something else ready?
2: Um, No, not necessarily ready. Uh, Mm -hmm. I. So the last Dan Liplock match was at 0-1. Right? Yeah, it was at 0-1 for, uh, against Anakin Murphy, uh, okay. in a toy box of fun match. Oh. Uh, and this, this is like months removed from, uh, not even a lot of months, like maybe a couple months removed from when the pandemic first hit. Okay. And, uh, we are working in a very small, uh, schoolhouse for for these tapings,
0: mm-hmm. and um,
2: after that, I was like, I was still training because the academy had come back to Springfield, mm-hmm. but uh, I I wasn't uh, I wasn't working any shows for oh. at least like a month or two, okay. and I and I took that time to really like figure out what I wanted to do, and I had I had like an idea of like what this was before, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, I remember, yeah. like, the, the first year of Lip Lock, I, I told my mayor, Kincaid, uh, mm-hmm. that I wanted to do something, like, more serious and, like, uh, I don't remember what I compared it to, but I remember when I told him, he told, he, he told me that it sounded like I just wanted to do another Stone Cold gimmick like everybody else does.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh,
2: so that kind of just got... That made me throw it to the wayside, and uh, is that
1: discouraging when you hear that?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, of course it is, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be just another like cover band of Stone Cold. Yeah, I want to be who yeah, I am, yeah. but like still inspired by that, because Stone Cold's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and uh, I put that aside for a few for a couple of years, did the did the lip lock thing, and uh, then finally called it quits in the middle of 2020. And, uh, I remember I took a walk one day because I was working on the in ring stuff of how I wanted to be. Uh, but I didn't really know where the character was yet. And, uh, so I took a walk one day in a park and like just sat on a bench, had my notebook in my hand, listed out a whole bunch of ideas, whole, just brainstormed everything that I could. And, uh, try to just like find what it was, where it was, and, and like why, why it is, if that makes sense. No,
1: you know? that makes complete sense. Do you still have this notebook?
2: Yeah, I think I still have the list too. Oh wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then I just kept thinking about like, how I wanted to present it, how I wanted to introduce it. Cause so I think that's super important is that a lot of people just like kind of change just on a whim, but yeah, the fans yeah. can't, can't really connect with you. If you're just changing on a whim, they're yeah. like, what the fuck is this now? You know what I mean? And who's he gonna be it, next week? Yeah. And then they kind of lose like, it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. Cause like mm-hmm. you, you can, you can say that you're this thing all day long, but unless you're actually like giving the fan, like, the the story or the motive or, like, the re- the reasoning, that's kind of uh-huh. the motive, um, then, like, they can't connect with it. And so I, I've i always prided myself in the fact that whenever I did all these changes, I gave it a story. Um, oh,
0: okay.
2: And, like, and this wasn't even intentional. Before I ended Lip Lock, I did this series called Dan Lip Lock Try Social Distan- Distancing. Uh-huh where he got lost out in a forest, uh, went crazy, uh, started hallucinating that uh, he was actually his manager, Rob Leach. And then all of a sudden he wakes up and it's a dream and nothing actually happened or did it.
1: Oh, And that, yeah. and
2: that was basically the story. Right. And so months go on, months go on. I do this match with Anakin months That's go nice. on. And then I go completely dark on socials. And then one day I just pop up, pop up with uh, this promo of me with my handsome Dan Liplock shirt on uh, saying uh, that uh, I've been playing this character for these last two years, yada, yada, yada. This isn't really me. I don't really like doing this. Uh, but everybody keeps telling me that if I don't do this, I'm just never going to work out all this shit. And then it just spiraled and spiraled and spiraled until I had this big, like, sort of, like, episode where – uh, American kid. I keep bringing him up. Um, he uh, comes up from behind me to try to comfort me, and uh, I just start freaking out on him. I start swinging on him. He puts me on, in a chokehold, uh, chokes me out, shoot chokes me out, and puts me back against the wall, leaves the room, and then you just see comments all across the wall and in, in, in the music that I thusly used hit. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then that was – that was the intro promo to who Mad Dog Conley was, but I wasn't calling him Mad Dog then.
1: Okay, what was it was it just Austin Conley?
2: Just Conley, just straight just up Conley. Conley.
1: Yeah. And then when did when did uh, you, uh, you use Mad Dog?
2: So uh, my trainer actually gave that to me, but I didn't want to call myself that. Uh-huh. I never like whenever like unless it's like like I call myself the true champion of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I have every right to do so. I carried three belts in New Wave Pro. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, uh, don't think that calling yourself like, uh, say for example, hype beast, calling yourself a hype beast, like, Mm -hmm. that's, in my opinion, very, uh, there, there's all, there's all of that, that there's all that presentation, but there's none of the meaning. If if you okay. can't give it give it that meaning, sure sure. And, uh, so I didn't want to just come out of the gate with the name. Um, I I was sitting on it the whole time, but okay. uh, I tried to figure out my wrestling style to a uh, tribute to that name. Yeah, you know what I mean to to present myself mm-hmm. as that mad dog. Um, and then I got onto Paradigm Pro doing all okay. the UWFI fights and stuff, and the commentators just one one day just like. Called me, uh, said that I, 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 wrestle like a rabid dog or fight like a rabid dog or something like that. And so I took that uh-huh. and I flipped it around in a promo against, uh, Hardway Heater, I want to say it was.
1: Okay. And,
2: uh, said it, it, if, if they want a rabid dog, well, uh, or if they want something or rather, uh, I, then I ended up by calling myself a mad dog
1: mad okay. fucking dog.
2: And uh-huh. and from there from there it was just boom. That's mad that. Yeah, but I, I, I always knew that's where it was going, but uh-huh. I had to I had to get there first.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. As opposed to just showing it right up front. Yeah, Did, yeah. Is it um is it stressful having to like promote yourself on social media?
2: Very, very stressful. I hate social media. I wish that i yeah. had gone through so many uh so many episodes of like deleting my personal socials and reactivating them, especially these last few months, um, yeah. because I've been getting overwhelmed. Uh, but yeah, no, if I, if I didn't have to do like the music or the, the wrestling and stuff like that, I, chances are I probably wouldn't be
1: on social media. Is there like, um, like if you ever decide like, God, I, I need to take like a month or two off, Can you do that or do you risk like missing an opportunity?
2: I don't know about missing an opportunity just because Mm -hmm. there's still all these direct ways to contact me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think in my head, just because of the way that my brain's wired, I feel like I would be constantly reminding myself that like, if I don't do this or if I don't post this, then like, there's that missed opportunity there. Yeah. I guess there's that missed opportunity of yeah. like, uh, of showing myself. And if they don't see me, they can't think about me and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, when was the last time you went on a vacation that you didn't bring wrestling gear?
2: That I didn't bring wrestling gear.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I went to New York sometime last summer to, uh, visit a friend and huh. uh, I didn't bring wrestling gear. Still thought about wrestling, but I didn't. wrestling gear out, out there. Yeah. Uh, um, d- d- um, do you, so you, you,
1: tr- you, you train um pro wrestlers now, correct?
2: Yes. Yes, I do.
1: Is that, oh, two questions about that. Is it, is that full time?
2: Uh, not necessarily. I train. Uh, I, I, trained, I trained, uh at least two days a week. Okay. Okay. Do you consider yourself a veteran? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm only about five. Five and a half years.
1: in. Yeah. This what I thought. Um, but I was like, oh, he trains people. Like. That's right. Expensive.
2: Right. Um. It's a. It's a. It's a wild situation because uh, my trainer uh, was getting very burnt out. He had been in it since like 2000. Right. Okay. And so, and he never really got that big break. And so he, he, he was getting really burnt out. He had lost his, his, his motivation and his passion, especially for training and, uh, decided to step away and, uh, nobody really wanted to step up to help people, uh, but, but me. And like, it's actually pretty funny because like, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I went to school, I went to school for psychology, uh, in hopes of becoming a professor. Uh-huh. Um, or at least a teacher, you know? Sure. Um, I And, like, I was a TA in high school and all that. Uh, and so to actually get this, like, teaching role, you know what I mean? But for something that, that I still am feeling all of this passion for, you know, it's it, that feels cool.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome. Okay, I have one last wrestling question for you.
0: Okay.
1: So in the wrestling universe, there's – X number of moves that you can do is it, do you spend time trying to think up something that you've never seen before? Like as far to, to, you know, to put put in your repertoire.
2: Like, do I try to think of something Um,
1: that like, yeah, that you haven't seen on TV or, you know, or in matches at shows you've gone to.
2: It depends. In my opinion, I don't think that anything is original anymore. It's really hard to find something original. Yeah. Uh the world has been going for years and years now. People have been doing this for years and years now. And and at some point somebody has probably done the thing that you think that you created. And uh so I I try to put my personal touch on, on everything. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I go into anything with the mindset of like, oh, what I'm going to try to do here is completely original and like nobody else has ever seen this before. Mm-hmm. Um But like, I definitely try to do something that like in this area, people probably aren't seeing a lot of.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it, is it like how you present like a move? Is that what that makes it yours?
2: Yeah. Or either how you present it or, uh, or even how you do it, uh, okay. how you execute it. Uh, okay. like, uh, I, and this is just me, um, when, when I hit, when I hit my gut wrench suplexes, I throw them, I sit okay. back up because typically I know that camera is going to be right there in front of me, right?
1: Yeah, sure.
2: And, and I always want to get that good shot of, of my face and, and my reaction to what I had just done.
1: And I so like where a camera
2: is, I have all, yeah, as a professional wrestler, I feel like you should be. Okay. And, and uh, especially if your goal is to be on TV, then you've mm-hmm. got to know where those cameras are and you've got to be able to work them. And uh, I think that like, even just that little, like sit out with the gut wrench, like that is something that makes it mine. Okay. Um, even, even if it's like, not just the me carrying him around, because I'm sure you can see that wherever, you know, like mm-hmm. Alex Coughlin, he, he's real big and strong, does the same gut wrench, carries him around. Kevin Koo, I know does, does mm-hmm. the, the carrying him around. Um, but like, it's, it's just always about the small things.
1: Okay. Last qu- last formal question here. It's an overall thing. Are you happy right now? Where where you're at? My question was: Are you happy where you are in life right now?
2: I I am very grateful for okay. for where I am right now. Um, in this in this moment, I I feel okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing to complain about. Okay. Um, I have a lot of love from my family and my friends. Mm-hmm. Um. I survived a very, very bad car accident back in like March. Um, and that sent me into a big depressive spiral for uh-huh. a while. And, uh, I, that gave me a lot of time to think about my perspective on life and things.
0: Uh-huh. And,
2: uh I just, I just had a family member the, fam, family member, uh, pass a couple weeks ago who so. I was pretty close to. And, uh, that, that also put things into perspective as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I think I'm happy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I think I'm happy with where I am. Okay. Um, I, I know that things could always be better. Yeah, and, uh, and, yeah, of and, course, for sure. Yeah, and and I'm always striving to like make those things better. And mm-hmm. uh, but but overall, if I were to say anything, I'd say that I'm very grateful for who, who I have in my life, mm-hmm. what I have in my life, and for the fact that I s- still
1: have my life. Yeah, well, that's a that's a good answer. Um, all right, can I ask you five non wrestling related questions? And I promise I'll let you go. Shoot. They're just yes or no. Um, can you eat farmer's cheese without getting sick to your stomach?
2: Describe farmer's cheese.
1: Okay. So one morning I went over to my in-laws for breakfast. My father-in-law is making something, which I later found out was cottage cheese and cream cheese mixed together. I see him make two plates. He puts one down for the cat and then one in front of his himself to eat. Would you ever eat that?
2: No. I would not only strictly because I do not like cottage cheese.
1: I agree. Perfect answer. Um, do you wrestle on the Jewish Sabbath on Friday nights? Ye- yes.
2: Okay. Is that is that the, is every Friday the Jewish sh- Sabbath? Yes, yeah, Shabbat. OK, OK. okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Now, this is a big one for two hundred fifty million dollars. Would you give up using a toilet and get walked three times a day, like you know, with a leash, for two hundred fifty million dollars? And you could probably like buy like a nice leash and uh, someone who walk you. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um,
2: two. You can't. I'm like gonna have to go. No, I think with no. the world nowadays, uh, I would have to need yeah. uh, at least a billion.
1: Okay. How about this? 250 million, but after five years, you can tell everyone why you why you're doing it. Because I got paid 250 million dollars.
2: I'm, st- I'm still going with that billion. I'm still going fair, with that billion. Fair enough.
1: Okay. Have you ever stayed in a hotel where like on their front marquee, they advertise color TV?
2: Yes. Yes,
0: I have.
1: All right. And then finally, when you have guests over to your home, do you hold up a mirror before they walk in to make sure
2: they're not a vampire? No, but I actually have a funny story. I had an irrational fear of vampires when I was a kid because of uh, the cartoon Johnny Bravo. I don't know if yeah, you remember totally. that. But, the, but, there, but there was an episode where he went on a blind date with a vampire. And I just remember at the end of the episode, after he had the date with the vampire, uh, he looked in the mirror and he couldn't see his reflection anymore because she turned him into a vampire, right? And uh, so I had a nightmare that night oh, that okay. uh, when I was with my aunt and my cousin, uh we had gone to in my in my dream. I had never been to Chicago, but yeah. going to Chicago later in my life, I, I realized that it was probably something similar to that. But anyways, in the dream, say I'm in Chicago, some big metropolitan area, and uh, we go up to this big tower. At the top of the tower, there's a loft area where this big. I remember it vividly. There's, a, there's this big loft area with uh, this vampire lady just waiting uh, with a bed. And, uh, she'd like take my aunt and my cousin, uh, separately, individually, and, and just like turn them into vampires. And then like, she'd be waiting for me. And like, that was such a traumatic nightmare for me to turn into a vampire that yeah, for yes. years, years after that, I think I might've been like eight years old, maybe
1: uh-huh. and,
2: uh, for years after that, I was terrified, terrified. I hated vampires.
1: But now you're comfortable with the idea of vampires. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Good. Well, you were five for five. You did tremendous. Um, Mad Dog slash Austin, thank you so much for uh, coming on and answering my questions uh, and more. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, Are you going to be? Are you wrestling uh, soon? I know what July second. Yeah. For for
2: for New Wave. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, This Wednesday. Uh, on IWTV, Paradigm Pro is having their big season finale of UWFI contenders, uh, with me and Alex Kane for the Heavy Hitters Championship. Oh wow. That's this Wednesday at 9pm Central, so 10pm, uh, Eastern. I think that's three hours back. I think that's 6pm, uh, uh, Pacific Standard. And then, uh, this Saturday I am wrestling for Zero One USA in Mattoon, Illinois.
1: Where's where's Mattoon in relation to Champagne?
2: Pretty close. It's near. It's more. It's closer to Effingham. Um, Okay. Under an hour. Yeah, I would say so. I think it is. I gotta
1: go see shows there.
2: Hmm?
1: I I need to go start going seeing shows there. Um, because I moved down here uh, two years ago and just started going out again, you know, in the last couple of gotcha. months. So i been looking for uh, uh, promotions uh, that are near where I live now because, you know, I used to live up uh, by Chicago, so there'd be tons of shows. But whatever.
2: I just posted of- on, on my socials uh, my my schedule for the week, including the, the paradigm. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, it's all so in, it in the area.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh cool. Okay. I'm gonna go check that out. Um all right. I wish you nothing but health and happiness and good luck going forward and um hopefully we can do this again sometime.
2: Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Brad.
1: All right, Austin, you take care. Yep, yeah, you too. All right. Bye.
2: Bye.